But one thing is the same in all places. The physics of water thrown on hot rocks turning to steam to clean the pores, ease the stress of the day, and enhance the enjoyment of the open night air. David D. Somla. Hi, this is Julie, and welcome back to the Sauna Trail podcast. Join us in our adventures as we share the story of how our family discovered the world of Finnish sauna. We're going to shake things up a bit today. I know we said we were going to tell you about using a barrel sauna and a trip to Minnesota's North Shore, but instead, we're going to bring everyone up to speed on where we've been and what we've learned so far. If you followed our journey, this will still be a good summary of each sauna experience. And if you're new, well, this will get you up to speed pretty quickly. As we describe each sauna, we'll be showing you interior and exterior photos. For the audio podcast listeners, you can see the show notes for a link to a page on our website with all of the photos. Before we jump in and get started, what have you guys learned doing this podcast so far? Mostly how to edit audio and video. Uh, I've learned how to post things on social media. Yeah, I've learned that podcasting is hard, but there are elements that I like, um, like uploading things to the various platforms. That's very satisfying. <laughs> don't have a plan to release your first episode a week from where you are, and you haven't even started. You don't even know the name of the podcast. It's going to be very stressful. Uh, get a head start. <laughs> Otherwise, you're going to be stressed out. Good lessons, everybody. Very good lessons. So let's go ahead and get started with our summary. Okay, that sounds good. Our sauna trail started in April 2015 when Christopher and I used an electric sauna in Madison, Wisconsin. After sitting in that sauna for a while, we braced ourselves for that cold night air. And instead of freezing our butts off like we expected, we felt super invigorated, and the crisp air was just a really nice reprieve from the heat. Then, down the rabbit hole, Christopher went. After learning that the word sauna comes from Finland, and there are wood-burning saunas, we knew we wanted to experience one. So we don't have pictures of this first sauna in Madison, but it was just a standard, small, electric one, It had one pretty low bench. We didn't throw water on the rocks, and we only did one long round. So we don't really consider it our first sauna, but that was the spark that started the fire of our adventures. So to summarize the first stop on the sauna trail, we learned that sauna is a Finnish word and practice. You are supposed to splash water on the rocks to create steam, contrary to what all the gym and hotel signs say, and some saunas are even heated with wood-burning stoves. So that brings us to the next stop, where Christopher and I decided to do a weekend getaway while exploring this wood-burning sauna thing that had piqued our curiosity. He found a vacation rental in northern Wisconsin. There we ate smoked fish for the first time, played tons of cribbage, 
and learned that heating a stove requires more finesse than we possessed. I'm usually always up for an adventure and travel. Christopher and I have been friends since junior high, but we didn't start dating until after we both graduated from college. After I graduated from college, I went overseas and taught English in China. And in between my two years, I came back home and we started seeing each other that summer. But we didn't make anything official until after I went back to China. So our first year of officially dating was spent as a long-distance relationship. Around Christmas time, Christopher flew out to visit me, and our first date as boyfriend and girlfriend was at the Holiday Inn in Beijing, where we ate mediocre Mexican food and listened to two Filipino guys singing John Denver songs. It was very romantic. And at one point in his visit, Christopher asked if I'd be game for swimming with the sharks. He had read about it in the Lonely Planet Guide for Beijing. And I was like, sure, why not? So this this common excitement in travel and adventure was a big part of our relationship. But 10 years into a stale marriage with built-up resentment from unmet expectations on both sides kind of dwarfed this shared love that we had of travel and adventure. So it was nice, this first real wood-burning sound experience getaway that we had. It was nice to remember that we do love each other and we do enjoy each other's company. We still have more layers to peel back on the onion that is our marriage, and we still have things to work on and work through, but we are in a much better place. So at this, our first sauna, which is, I guess, our second stop on the sauna trail, we learned that we liked sauna. We liked each other. I think we knew at this point that we wanted our own sauna, but we would have to use more examples of saunas to determine what it should be like. We also experienced vulnerability and openness that sauna promotes. We were naked emotionally and physically. Spoiler alert, we uh, do eventually get our own sauna. And if you're interested in building or buying a sauna, in next week's episode we'll share what we've learned about sauna construction and what to look for if you're buying a prefabricated or kit sauna. That brings us to our third stop on the sauna trail and our second actual sauna. I'm at my core an evangelist, so naturally I coerced my brother and father into trying a sauna that was somewhat near our home. This sauna was fairly humble and small, set on the shores of a trout stream in a forested and secluded valley in driftless southwest Wisconsin. I learned that a cold plunge is an excellent pairing to the heat of sauna. This heat was also pretty intense, probably over 210 degrees Fahrenheit, which is about 99 degrees Celsius, although they didn't have a thermometer in the hot room. And I got the sauna spins after alternating between the hot and cold. While I enjoyed the experience, I was pretty sure that we could find a better sauna, one that was more modern or less rustic with easier access to the water because you kind of had to climb down into the trout stream. Spoiler alert, we actually returned to the sauna with our whole family because it was so nearby, 
And we'll share that experience in a future episode. So stay tuned. So just to review, I learned that a cold plunge is a wonderful thing, that I could handle some higher temps, and that the sauna spins were pretty nice. For our next sauna adventure, Christopher's mission, should he choose to accept it, was to find a vacation spot that could sleep our kids and our extended families. So his brother joined again along with his wife and their two offspring. My mom and my grandma were also brave enough to go with us to Superior National Forest, which is located in northern Minnesota. The unique thing about this sauna was that it was our first log sauna. It took a long time to heat up, which was a head-scratcher for us newbies. So this sauna, the boys were a little young. Do you guys remember much from this sauna? Nope. No. So I think it was mostly just the girl. So what did you girls think of this sauna? I didn't like it. It was boring for me, but... The one thing I do I do remember was afterwards, the food tasted amazing. It tasted really great. Yeah, this was the second sauna that I really used. And I remember struggling a lot with the cold, but enjoying the warmth. Do you remember much from that, hun? How this compared to Viroqua? I remember it took quite a long time to heat up the sauna. It wasn't a dedicated sauna stove, so that was probably part of it. And then the log sauna, like you mentioned earlier, that was pretty unique. This sauna was also pretty well secluded, and that was nice just to be amongst the pine trees and in a beautiful location. That's right. I forget you love the pine trees. I really liked the warm, dark environment of the evening sauna with my mom, my sister-in-law, my daughters, and my niece. Kind of like that initial sauna experience in Madison opened my eyes to the world of sauna. This sauna opened my eyes to the world of community in sauna. It brought to life all of the wonderful stories that I had read of Finnish women reflecting on sauna as young girls with all their mom, aunts, grandma, and cousins. And I felt honored and humbled that we get to build those memories for our family too. To recap our fourth stop on the sauna trail, this was our first log sauna, our first sauna in Minnesota, and our first experience of sauna as a family gathering place. So as we came home from this vacation rental, Christopher is still zealously researching the vast world of Finnish sauna. And I remember one day he was asking where the highest concentration of Finnish people were in North America, which isn't totally an odd question for Christopher. So down another rabbit trail he goes and he introduces me to some place north of Wisconsin called the Upper Peninsula of Michigan. So off we go to up the UP of Michigan, and this trip marks a few firsts. Our first sauna together as a family, because the previous sauna was split between men and women. The first experience of going in a lake between sauna rounds. Our first time in the UP of Michigan. 
which is pretty exciting. We also love to try new foods that are specialties or unique in an area. And Christopher discovered in his research something called a pasty. So a pasty is a handheld pastry that is filled with meat, potatoes, carrots, maybe rutabaga, and it's baked all within this pastry that miners would take down with them so that they could eat and they didn't have to have utensils and they didn't have to have clean hands. It was very convenient for them. So naturally, we had to find the best pasty in the UP. We only tried a handful on this trip, but we will try many more on future trips to the UP. And our family is currently split on which one is the best. Our first stop in the UP was in Manistique. And this sauna had a NEPA stove. I had volunteered, actually Christopher had asked me, and I agreed to start every sauna fire on this trip. So I was spoiled because my first experience was with a NEPA stove. And for those of you who are familiar with NEPA stoves, it was super easy to light. It was super easy to get that sauna hot. I really didn't struggle much with that process. The sauna was big enough to fit our family quite easily. And then we were able to go into the lake, which was Lake Michigan, but it was a little bit of a walk through some pine trees and through some tall grass, I think, to get into the water. And then the water, I think, was a little weedy. I don't remember it being super pleasant. What do you guys remember about that? What did you, what were your thoughts on that? Well, I remember when we drove up to the UP and pulled into our rental, how clean everything smelled. It smelled just fresh and very piney at that rental. But as far as the sauna, I think we only took, like as kids, I only did like one round and it was very hot in my mind because it was much hotter than the previous sauna I had used, the log one. Um, And the water was weedy and I did not like that. So that was that was the sound that we used in Manistique. Another part of this trip uh, was Christopher was able to connect with Professor John Sari and was able to set up a time for us to see his smoke sauna or Savu sauna. Even though we didn't get to use it, Professor Sari graciously lit the sauna so that we could see how that smoke sauna kiwas worked in comparison to the wood-burning stoves that we'd been using. The word kiwas is the Finnish word for the hearth or what heats the sauna. It's what they used before they had stoves. So seeing the smoke sauna was really fun, but it made, I think it made us want to use one even more. Spoiler alert, we eventually get to use the smoke sauna, so stay tuned for a future episode about that amazing experience. So my personal takeaway from stop number five on the sauna trail was learning how to light a sauna fire. Like I said, that NEPA stove was so easy to manage. It was easy to get that sauna hot. I loved it. I, I'm with Becca. 
I wasn't sure that I needed a cold lake to go into. It wasn't very nice. And coming from a city girl, if it's going to be difficult outdoors, I'm not going to love it. So in my mind, I was just thinking, well, we'll see what the next lake experience is like because our next rental is also on a lake, but it's on Lake Superior. So where is the next rental? Well, it's actually in the Keweenaw Peninsula, and we were there because that does have the highest concentration of Finnish people even in the Upper Peninsula. We wanted to go where the Finns are. So when we first got up to the UP, in general, we were surprised at the number of sheds that we saw. But after driving for a while, I think we started wondering, wait a second, are these sheds or are these actually saunas? So that led us to our game, our family game of sauna or shed. So what were some clues that you guys discovered could help us differentiate between the two? If the building had a wood pile next to it or nearby, then it could possibly be a sauna. If the building had a chimney, that would be a big giveaway. I think another thing was maybe what direction the door of the shed or the the building was facing. I keep saying shed because in my head there's still sheds, but they're, you know, saunas. So um, so that was a fun game to play because, like I said, there were just so many. Our vacation rental was on Big Traverse Bay of Lake Superior, and the water was beautiful. It was clean, clear, and wild, like it had waves. And the the shore was not rocky. The shore was actually sand. I never... I don't think I'd been to a lake where the the sand was so nice. So this sauna was a little more difficult to start. The stove was not a NEPA stove. And it was very frustrating for me this time around to actually start every sauna fire. I could not get the sauna as hot as I wanted it. And add on top of the fact that this sauna was kind of drafty. Like I, we could sit on the benches and kind of just feel air through the corners, through the different spaces in the walls. And I just was f- frustrated that we couldn't get it hot enough. What do you guys remember? What did you think of this second sauna on Big Traverse Bay? Um, I think I was blown away by Lake Superior. It was just beautiful, clear, clean. I remember loving the water. Yeah, it was, this was the sauna, I think, for me, where I realized how much cold water after sauna does. In, like, contrasting with the rental that we had just come from, where it was weedy, it was hard to get into the water, there were pine needles everywhere. This was just a straight, you could run down the sand into the water, and there was just waves, and the water was clean, and it was cool, and it felt just amazing. So that was, I think, where it clicked for me. Boys, again, you were kind of young, but do you remember anything about the lake or the sauna at that place? I remember there was a boardwalk going to the sauna from the house. Yeah, that's what I remember. That's it. (laughs) (laughs) I don't remember any of the stuff for these early episodes. Yeah. 
that's okay. I remember you two boys sitting down by the the door, <laughs> just just crying to get out. It's hot in here. It's hot in here. And then you'd go out for a little bit and you'd be like, it's cold out here. It's cold out here. <laughs> I mean, so, they still do that. Yeah. <laughs> no. <laughs> we do not. A few things we learned from this portion of the trip was we've found sauna land. There were so many saunas. Another thing is that not all sauna stoves are created equal. The NEPA was easy and the second stove needed a more skilled hand than I had. And Lake Superior is a wonderful part of the sauna experience, especially when it has easy access from a sandy beach. Another thing was washing up in the sauna was a new piece that I appreciated, but I wasn't sure if I felt like it was essential. So that kind of wraps up the journey so far of where we've been and what we've learned. At the beginning of this journey, we thought sauna was a small hot room in a gym or hotel place that was dark, sometimes smelly, and kind of hard to breathe in. Julie didn't really understand why people would enjoy it, and I enjoyed the warmth, but I could take it or leave it. At this point in the sauna trail, we've learned that there's so much more to sauna than we knew. Things like... Sauna is a rich practice that has roots in Finland. It is their way of bathing. Doing multiple rounds with cold water in between, a clean lake is especially nice for easy access, can take hours. Eating is part of the experience. Community and taking sauna with others adds to the richness. I probably prefer a less rustic sauna. Changing room is very nice. Not all sauna stoves are created equal. A drafty sauna is difficult to heat. Adventures on the sauna trail were a blast. This is not a comprehensive list. We're still pretty early on in our sauna journeys, and we keep learning from each sauna that we use and eventually from people that we sauna with. Don't take this as gospel either because we may change our mind on some of these things as we learn that we had misconceptions. Well, thank you for joining us in this recap. And remember, if you're interested in building or buying a sauna, next episode we'll share everything we know about both of those things. If you haven't yet, join our Locals community and say hi. It's free to sign up. You'll get regular updates from us. And if you would like to support this podcast, Locals has that option as well. The address is thesoundtrail.locals.com. We appreciate all of our supporters and fellow sauna hounds. Our podcast can be found on Spotify, iTunes, YouTube, and other streaming platforms, as well as our website, thesoundtrail.com. New episodes release every Saturday, which is the traditional Finnish day for sauna, also called Sauna Paiva. We hope to see you on the sauna trail. <laughs>